Hold the phone. We have not done an episode on this yet. Podcast listeners, friends, buckle up. Because we're about to dive deep into the personality framework by the indispensable Gretchen Rubin, The Four Tendencies. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal-smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. I want to start off the show today by saying it really dawned on me this morning that we are over halfway through a whole year of the podcast, doing it consistently every single week, and I just want to take a really quick second off the top to just say how extremely flipping grateful I am for you guys. When I first started the podcast, much like when we all first start anything, it sucked. <laughs> like, I know I, that's no shots to me. That's not like a woe is me thing. That's just like how we are as human beings. And I knew that going into this and I still did it anyway. And how this podcast has grown and how it continues to grow every single week really just blows me away. And I credit that 100% to you all. Without a doubt, you guys are the most amazing people. I am filled with gratitude for you all. Like every single one of you. I know this. I say this every episode, but I love you guys so much. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. The amount of messages and comments and even like super personal messages that you guys have reached out to me saying how the podcast has changed your life and how it's changed the way you started thinking things and how you've been sharing it to people and I, I just, I can't tell you how freaking grateful I am for you all who have showed up and done that and just like spread the word. This is just such a dream come true and not because like, yay, hooray, I have a podcast. It's not that. It's because service and and connecting with you guys and giving you guys massive amounts of coaching value is so freaking important to me and the fact that you guys have really showed up vice versa for this show is just like mind-boggling to me. So I wanted to take a moment off the top and say a huge, quick thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now, before we dive into the meat of today's episode, which, by the way, is one of my favorite topics to talk about when it comes to personal development, especially when it comes to personality frameworks. If you guys know like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or DISC, this is really similar. However, This, I can easily say, is my favorite personality framework because it deals with how you deal with expectations. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been looking at Instagram, I've been reading your guys' messages, and a lot of you all have been saying that you've been struggling recently to find motivation. This framework, 
about how we deal with expectations. Motivation is an expectation that we put on ourselves. So this framework is really going to help you learn how to find motivation from within and also learning how other people work as well. I don't know about you all, but when I learn what other people's personality frameworks are, I know more how to communicate with them. I know more about how to talk to them and make sure they're really listening or show love to them. Like the five love languages is one of my favorites. We might, we might do an episode on that. Let me know if that's something you guys would want to know. But like stuff like that, knowing how people's brains work and how their expectations work and how thus their motivation, their communication, all that shows up for them is so freaking important. So we're going to be talking about the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin today. However, before we dive in, I really want to do segments at the top of the show today because I think that they're important for you guys to know right off the bat. So first and foremost is our review of the episode. You guys, we have a video review today. I don't, obviously, this is a podcast, so I obviously can't show you the video, but I at least pulled the audio from it. And it is so freaking Sweet. I am so grateful for the person who uh, sent this in. Her name is Brittany. Thank you so much, Brittany, for sending this in. It just warmed my heart. Go ahead, guys. Take a listen. I can't recommend this podcast enough. This woman connects with you in a way that no other mindset coach that I've worked with has before. I've never been a big podcast person. I've never been a big, you know, mindset person. She's totally changed that. I now absolutely love the practices she's given me, the lessons I've learned through this podcast, even meditation and learning to connect with what you want inside truly. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. I even have my clients listen to this. I send it to all my friends. If you are in the millennial age range, this life coach will connect with you in a way that no one ever has before. I swear it's like we're sitting across a table having coffee and chatting and she says, I hear you, I see you, and I'm gonna help you. Listen to the podcast, it'll change your life. I just can't. Like, I'm, I'm so fortunate to know Brittany and have worked with her before and she sent me this just totally out of the blue and I just like lit up like a Christmas tree. So thank you, Brittany. I so appreciate the time and the care that you sent, that you put into this review. It was just, it was so, it was such a wonderful surprise. So thank you. So you guys, if you have not done a review of the episode yet, please, 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 it helps so much getting the word out there more. And I want to make sure you guys have definitely a variety of ways that you can review the episode. Like we've said before, you can do an iTunes review on the Apple Podcasts platform. You can do a YouTube comment. That also really helps. You can do now a video review or an audio review if you just want to send it to me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I would so appreciate it. Another way you guys can review the episode is by sending this to friends. Sending it to friends and sharing it on social. Social. (laughs) If you do end up sharing it on social, God, why is that so hard to say? If you do end up sharing it on social, please tag me. I love to see it and I'd love to repost it on my platform as well. So please, 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 you guys, it helps so much with getting the word out there. And if you're a fan of the show, which I hope you are if you're listening, I'd so appreciate you guys sending it out there into the world. So another segment we always do on the show, and we normally do this at the end, but I really wanted to do this at the beginning, um, is how did I get in my own way this week? You guys, this is the third time I've recorded this episode. Maybe fourth, actually. (laughs) 
And I, I recorded it numerous times yesterday. To put this into perspective, I haven't recorded an episode no- numerous times since the freaking first episode pilot. I recorded that probably five or six times. And the only reason I finally threw my hands up in the air was because I was just like, I can't do this again. <laughs> like, I can't do it again. And I finally just pressed publish and here we are today. But I recorded this a few times yesterday and every single time I listened through it, I was just like, my energy is low, which if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you know is not exactly a normal thing. Normally I'm pretty high energy. It's how I condition myself to be. But I noticed my energy was really low and I was like, this is a topic that I do not want to have low energy in. And mainly because when we are in a high energy state as a teacher, we emote so much more and the emotion, how we talk, how we use words, how we communicate, that is how people learn. The more monotone and boring that the podcast is, the less you're going to listen, right? If I were to talk like this the entire episode and I were to talk to you about the four tendencies, I mean, like, eventually it would go, I can't even do it. It, like, eventually it would go one ear and out the other. But when I emote, when I get more excited and energetic and maybe a little bit crazy with how I talk to you guys, the more you're going to intake this information because we're in a high energy state. Energy is infectious, yes, even through your earbuds. So if I'm more energetic, you guys are more energetic. And I did not want to be low energy for you guys. That's not who I am as a coach. That's not who I am as a person or a partner or a friend. None of that. So I recorded it a few times. I edited the whole freaking thing. And then I woke up this morning and said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to record it again. You are being ridiculous. Done is better than perfect, blah, blah, blah. And then I remembered my values. My values are to give you all as much information, as much life-changing tools and value that you can get in one episode and My value was not being met. So I said, okay, (laughs) let's do it again. (laughs) And here we are. But this is how I got in my own way. I got in my own way by really letting my energy be low. And I tried some things like get it up and get it up. And you know, some days like you just need a second. And I don't think I was giving myself a second. So that's how I really got in my own way. Sometimes you need to just like step back from the stuff, take a walk around the block and not try to change your state instantly, instantly, instantly. Sometimes you need to get out of the environment and really go clear your head and that's okay. So if you are being really hard on yourself because you are not able to change your state instantly and get really energetic and you're trying to force and push and push and push, take a break, go on a walk outside. Talk to a friend, talk to a loved one, talk to someone you admire. I am on Instagram. Please reach out to me. Like, I will (laughs) kick your little booty into shape. Like, I just think that when we stay in our own head, we get really into those thoughts of, oh, God, I'm I'm just, I, I suck. I'm not enough. I can't believe how little I'm showing up. Like, how can I be this kind of person? Like, and so down the rabbit hole we go, right? However, when you break your state, when you get out of your environment, when you change what we like to call the triad on here, when you change your triad, remember physicality, your language, and your focus, you're going to be a different person. Changing your physicality is my favorite one to start with because that's when things start to flow. When we're in a really high stress or negative state, 
all of our energy is in the six inches in between our ears. It is all there. It's cut off from the neck down. That's why we get small. That's why our shoulders slump. That's why our breathing gets really high and kind of shallow like that instead of low and deep. That's why we get so stressed out is because all the energy is up here. But when we change our physicality, when we go on a walk, when we go on a run, when we even just do jumping jacks in our living room like a crazy person, our heart rate gets going. And when our heart rate gets going, our blood starts pumping. And when our blood starts pumping, things start to flow and the energy that is so concentrated in your head starts to release. There's really, there's science behind this. It's not just move your body, change your mind. It's like there's real things going on in there that help you feel better. It like, um, oh gosh, what's the Elwood's quote? Endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't be assholes to themselves. I'm paraphrasing maybe, but like how true is it? So that's how I got in my own way. And last but not least segment before we dive into the meat is what is a small goal I achieved? Now I'm manipulating this a little bit this week because I want it to be a small goal we've achieved. Y'all, I think back in March, the last thing that we would have expected would be on August 2nd, or whenever you're listening to this episode, we'd still be in a pandemic. And a lot of us are giving ourselves zero credit for how hard this year has been. We're looking at other people and seeing what they've achieved. We're looking at our old standards and our old norm and wondering why we're not achieving the same level of life, of happiness, of fulfillment. We're looking at all the anger and the hurt and the um, abuse in the world and we're absorbing it and living it day to day. We're not giving ourselves enough freaking credit. This year has been hard on all of us, no matter where you are, whether your business is booming or whether you're still on unemployment and it's about to run out. I'm recording this episode the 31st and I know tomorrow's going to be a really hard day for a lot of people. So I want you to keep in mind that a small goal that we all have achieved this week is the fact that we're still going. You are still seeking more. You're listening to this podcast I hope that you go on this podcast to break your state, to get inspired, to learn something new. The fact that you are still seeking out this information means that you are still going. If you're still working on your craft, maybe it's not as much as it used to be, but that's okay if you're still working on it. You haven't given up. Give yourself some freaking credit, okay? You're still going. You've still got those big plans. You've still got those big dreams. Maybe they've gotten a little bit dimmer, but they're still there. So why are you not giving yourself enough freaking credit for taking one day at a time, waking up every single morning, listening to this podcast, learning something new? Maybe it is, maybe it is even just laying on the couch. You're still doing something. So will you please just start giving yourself some freaking credit? We're so hard on ourselves right now because, oh my gosh, did I waste the pandemic? No, (laughs) you did not waste the pandemic. The fact that your heart is still beating means that you have made it to this point, means that you are still thriving. Maybe you feel like you're surviving, but your heart is beating. So you are thriving in this pandemic. Give yourself some flipping credit. 
God. So, that's a small goal. <laughs> that's actually not a small goal. That's a massive goal. Again, I'm manipulating this segment today because I think it's really important. But you are doing so much better than you are giving yourself credit for because you're flipping through Instagram and you're seeing what everyone else is doing. You're seeing what everyone else is creating and you are so hard on yourself because you see 50 people creating something massive, big, celebrating big wins. And that means you all of a sudden feel the weight of 50 things that you quote unquote should have done. Y'all, I hope you see the toxicity of that way of thinking. So if you take nothing out of this episode, and we haven't even dove into what the heck the four tendencies even are, but if you take nothing out of this episode, I want it to be this one thing. So listen up. Give yourself some credit. Whether that's mentally, you sit down and you think about things that you've done over the past six months, or... or How many months would it be? Four months? No, do six months. You're amazing. You deserve to do six months worth of accomplishments. Or sit down and physically write. You guys know how big I am on actually writing stuff out. To be honest, when you just think stuff through, it goes into the wind and flows away. Because when you just think something, you don't really think it. You don't really write it down and ingrain it. It doesn't really change how we believe, how we think. But when you sit down and you take your time, because we all know time is like one of the most precious resources we have. When you invest your time into writing out your accomplishments, that is when the real magic happens. If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. So sit down. Think about the things that you've accomplished in the last four to six months and write them down. Every one of them. Even if it's, I got up this morning and took a dump. That's an accomplishment. I don't, I literally don't care. It is something that makes your heart still beat. That is an accomplishment. Give yourself some freaking credit. And those of you who are right now in this moment, maybe smiling or maybe starting to think of things that you've done and start to feel that beam of pride. You are who I am speaking to. You are who is getting a small goal, it's again, not a small goal, a huge goal that you get to celebrate today. Cool? So (laughs) with all the heavy handedness of that, let's get started into today's episode. So The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Um, First of all, a little bit backstory on Gretchen Rubin. She is an author. She is a podcast host. She hosts the podcast Happier with Gretchen Rubin. She hosts it with her sister. It's a fantastic podcast. They're all like little short and sweet episodes. I love it. It's so great to listen to in the morning. She's written books like Better Than Before, The Four Tendencies, shocking, Um, The Happiness Project, The uh, Outer Order, Inner Calm. And by the way, all these books are phenomenal. The audiobooks are great. The physical books are great. I've read each of them multiple times. She's such an inspiration to me. 
But what she did is when she was doing better than before, which is over 10 years old now, uh, or excuse me, when she was doing the happiness project, I lied. When she was doing the happiness project, which is over 10 years old now, she sat down with a friend one day. She wasn't really necessarily meaning it to be an interview, but she just sat down with a friend to have lunch. And this friend and her started talking, and the friend admitted something. She said, I don't know why I have such a hard time staying committed to running. I had no problem being on the cross-country team in college. In fact, I never missed a practice. But now, I almost flake out every single day. So this got Gretchen thinking. What makes people keep an expectation to themselves? And then she created the four tendencies. (laughs) So... The four tendencies are, shock of shocks, a breakdown of four different personality frameworks that all deal with inner expectations versus outer expectations. Now let's break down what that means and let's break down the four personality types. So number one is the upholder. The upholder deals with both inner expectations and outer expectations on a high priority level, almost to the point of equilibrium on these two. So some examples of an upholder are they have no problem keeping a goal if they sit down and dedicate themselves to it. They have no problem keeping a task that someone else wants them to do. They have no problem adhering to the rules. They have no problem listening to their own inner compass. They're normally very organized (laughs) and in their own personal way, whether that's the distress organization or like super type A, totally depends. However, they have a really hard time normally relaxing and taking time for themselves. I'm going to go through each of these tendencies. And when I first heard them, it was really easy to believe that like, oh, this tendency is on a great big pedestal and this one sucks. No one wants to be that one. In all actuality, there are people in each and every single tendency that are big, big winners and achievers and successful people. And there are people in each tendency that are not (laughs) that are not big achievers big they're they're a lot more lazy the only difference between these two the super high success and the super low success and again please define success however that means to you but let's say the super high achievers and the super low achievers is they know how they work they know how to make themselves internally motivated to achieve things that's truly the only difference so that's the upholder next up is the obliger they deal with outer expectations before inner expectations. So here's what that means. Let's say an obliger is at work and they're sitting down and they're writing a to-do list and they're looking at it and they're like, wow, that's pretty long. However, their boss comes up to them and boss says, hey, I really need you to get this done today. That obliger is going to put that task at the very tippy top of their to-do list because it's an outer expectation. Another example is what I was saying earlier, Gretchen's friend. Gretchen Rubin's friend had no problem going to practice and going running when other people, the team, the coach, when they were counting on her. But when it's just her, she has a really hard time adhering to her own inner expectations. So obligers do really well with external motivation and external accountability. I'll, say, I'll tell you this, most of my clients have been obligers, so I do a lot of accountability work for them. So we'll talk almost every single day and check in and stuff like that, but having that external accountability really lights a fire under their ass. Now next is the questioner. Flip the switch with obligers and questioner. 
Questioners adhere to inner expectations before outer expectations. So let's use the same office boss example. The questioner is writing their to-do list. They're noticing it's pretty long, but it's all things that make sense for them to do today. The boss comes up to them and says, hey, I really need you to do this today. The questioner is going to look at the to-do list. They're going to look at their boss and look at them and say, why do you need me to do this today? In some form or fashion, maybe it's a little bit more respectful, but some form of why does this need to be important to me? Now you might say that sounds freaking shellfish. <laughs> God, I can't say SH today. Now you might say that sounds freaking selfish. However, the questioner needs to adhere to that inner expectation. So when the external expectation meets the inner expectation, when the boss says something that makes sense to the questioner, they're going to go, oh, it goes at the top of my list. If they never really get to that point, then it's probably going to live somewhere towards the middle to the bottom. Now, sometimes with questioners, just the fact that their boss is asking them to do something, maybe the questioner is looking for a raise, maybe they're looking to really impress them, then they don't even need to ask why. That's their why. Their why is, oh, great, I want to get this done because I want to <laughs> be a brown noser or whatever that is. I say that as 100% guilty. I am a 1 million percent questioner. And we've all done it. So um, that's the questioner. Questioners, I'm going to use a different example, are also whenever they want to do something, they need to know a huge backstory on their reasons why. Or else, odds are they probably won't stick to it. I'm gonna use an example in my own life. When I was, oh gosh, this was several years ago, so I don't even know my age, but <laughs> what year is it? Um, several years ago, I was just getting off a knee injury. I was feeling so crappy about my health. I was eating McDonald's super often. I was drinking a lot. I was a lot more heavy than I was today. And to be honest, I don't even care about how I looked. I felt like crap. I felt awful. My energy was so low. My motivation was so low. And I was done. I was so annoyed with feeling this way. So I started searching for answers. I started looking for the answers to my own questions. My questions were, how can I get out of this? What are some ways that I can do this? Questioners do really well with black and white. To be honest, they're not good at the gray area. So I started looking at, okay, what are some like ways of healthy eating that really inspire me, that get me excited, and that I could see really working for my body. And so I tried a few, and some didn't work, and some were really loosey-goosey, and those didn't work for me. Then I stumbled upon Whole30, and that inspired the crap out of me. I got so excited. I started looking at recipes, and the next day I did Whole30, and now I've done it on and off ever since. But I'm not saying this as like, do Whole30, fam. I'm saying this as I saw something that really inspired me. I got super excited. I found out why this would be good for my body. I found out why this really gets me excited. I found out cool recipes I was wanting to try and I never looked back. It was an easy decision for me because it makes sense to my inner expectations. Now, last but not least is the rebel. <laughs> Rebels don't deal with inner or outer expectations. They do what they want, when they want to. Now, I'm going to be super frank with you guys, and please, no offense to the rebels out there. I swear I love you guys so much. When I first heard about the four tendencies, I was like, the rebels sound like jerks. <laughs> like, what they want, when they want to, how do they get anything done? 
Now, thank gosh, I've had the opportunity to now be very close friends and very close proximity to numerous rebels, and it totally makes sense to me now. When they turn their mind onto something, they will accomplish it like that. It is immediate. They get so inspired. They get so driven. But here's the deal with rebels. You can't tell them what to do. You can't. Because they'll hear it and say, well, you're going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do the opposite. It's just how they work. And that's okay. That's just how some people are. And I've noticed that when you talk to rebels, a great way of saying like, hey, this might be a cool idea whenever you want to try it. Whenever you want to try it. Then they hear that and say, oh, okay, this is my decision. This is up to me to decide when I want to do this. That's a great way to communicate with rebels. Now, rebels and motivation, however, when they feel motivated, they don't need anything else. They've got that, and that is enough. I'm so fortunate, and actually, my sister's fiance is a rebel. And he, when he was um, a few years ago, he would get up at 3 in the morning every single day. God, this still blows my mind. Every single day to go work out, go golfing. That's a huge passion of his and like a big, big, big part of his life. And he would pour an entire half a day from three in the morning on to getting his body fit because it was really important to him and because he felt like it. So he's a great example on how when when, uh, rebels want to do something, they will do it, hands down. Now, let's talk about why this is important for you guys. First of all, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the quiz for Gretchen Rubin's um, uh, Four Tendencies. I took it at first, and I think I've gotten the questioner every single time. It doesn't really change very much. Um, But I want to make sure you guys have the option to go take it. Sometimes when you just hear these, you're like, oh, crap, I'm so that one. (laughs) But I I really strongly encourage you to, A, go take the quiz because it's awesome and it gives you a lot of good information. Also, read the book. It's so good. And even if you just read it on your tendency, however, and people who are in relationship, I I can't stress this enough. Learn what your partner's tendency is. My partner's an obliger, and I'm a questioner. When I was first with him, when we were first dating, I would ask him to do something and always explain why. But he didn't need the why. He already put it at the top of his to-do list. And then I would wonder, why is he doing this before everything else that he needed to do for himself? So I now know to make sure that he is taking care of himself before I'm asking him to do anything. And if I am asking him to do something, sometimes I'll say, because this, this, and this. But most of the time, I just say what it is. Now, flip the switch. When we were first dating, he was asking me to do little things. And then he wouldn't explain why. And then I probably wouldn't do them or I'd make them kind of lower on my list. And... When he started explaining to me why, he learned this way before we knew the four tendencies. He's so freaking smart. But he started learning like, oh, she needs to know the reason why because then it'll make sense. And then every single time he asked me to do something or asked a favor or whatever like that, it went to the top of my list. Because A, I love him and I want to make sure that he feels taken care of and heard. And it made sense to me. For multiple reasons, because I love him and I want to make sure he feels heard, and it adhered to my inner expectations. So, if you are in relationship with someone, please, 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 please take the quiz. Even if you have a roommate, I think that's also great. Knowing what my roommate was for seven years, I had a roommate for seven years, 
and we'd sometimes butt heads. And I was always wondering like, okay, what, like, how can we do this communication? Then I learned what our tendency was and our communication got a lot more seamless. So I highly, highly, highly recommend taking a moment, sharing this quiz. It's like the five love languages. It helps so much knowing what the people around you's love languages or four tendencies are so that you know how to make them feel special. So you know how to make them feel like they're really heard and they're really important in your life, which I think we can all agree is extremely important to us, especially if we're in a close, committed, loving relationship. We want to make sure they feel so important. Something I heard a while ago was that relationships aren't 50-50. I hate it when people actually say that. It drives me insane. It's not like, oh, well, you unloaded the dishwasher, so I'll take out the trash. It's 100-100. You bring your full self, they bring their full selves, you guys come together. I know that's a lot easier said than done sometimes, but if you are seeking any kind of like tallies, making sure they're constantly even, I'm going to tell you this right now, it is going to be a hard time finding that fulfillment and that love and that complete and total trust in one another. So I'm going off on a relationship tangent. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode on relationships someday. I think that might be kind of fun. Um, I want to hear from you all. First and foremost, what is your tendency? Tell me. I'd love to know what you learned, what you experienced, or what you found out about yourself. That would be awesome. So DM me at lifecoachbaker or send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I'd love to know what your tendency is. And two, if there's any topics on the podcast that you guys want to hear, please let me know. Again, reach out to me via DM or hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I would love to know what you guys want to hear so that we can always talk about what you guys want to learn. This is what the podcast is here for. So I'm going to finish off for today. I know this is a shorter-ish episode, but I love you all so freaking much. I hope you're having an amazing week and I will talk to you all very, very, very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. And now, a quick message of blah, blah, blah have not yet did always do on the show is small and I had no problem being on the cross country team so